Single parenting isn't easy. We understand. Most parents don't plan to go it alone, but you can still make the most of this journey for your children and yourself. In fact, if you and your family are on that journey, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Single Parent Advocate community and to our podcast. And here are your hosts, single parent founder, Stacey Poitras, broadcast journalist, single dad and friend, Daryl Moody. Hello and welcome back to the Single Parent Advocate Podcast. I am Daryl Moody joining you from my home studio in Orlando. Stacy is there in the beautiful SPA studios in Dallas. A special thank you to the folks at VentureX Louisville, the realm at Castle Hills. Uh, this is a special edition of the Single Parent Advocate Podcast. It's our favorite day of the year. It's National Single Parent Day. And we're going to talk a lot about what this day means and different ways you can celebrate it and that sort of thing. But Stacy, you were supposed to have a golf tournament today and uh, the weather threw uh, a curveball at you. But thankfully, you were able to alter the plans for the tournament. Tell me what you did to, to, to avoid having a uh, hundred and something golfers out there in the rain in Dallas, Texas. Well, isn't that poetic? You know, all of us as single parents have to bob and weave and the world and life throws all these curveballs at us. And so, of course, on National Single Parent Day for our first golf tournament, we get to personify that. But I was super excited and happy to report that the, the, um, the golf course worked with us. We rescheduled it for April 4th, which is really cool. So it's going to have some time to get some more folks involved that would like to be. And uh, so we're going to be celebrating on April 4th and we're just rolling with it. So today is, uh, you know, National Single Parent Day all day long. And we're here in the studio and it's still all good. So, so, you know, most of us are unfamiliar with with planning and organizing and and throwing our own golf tournament. But uh, to make a long story short, the weather forecast was not favorable to having an outdoor event today, but kind of bring us up to speed. How are you able to pivot and reschedule this thing for two weeks from now? Well, what happened was, um, you know, when you looked in the weather app last week, we were, we were watching it and it said 100% chance of rain, uh, likely thunderstorms, 15 to 25 mile an hour winds and, you know, in Texas, thunderstorms, well, I guess everywhere when it's thunderstorm, it means lightning. It's not just rain, it's going to be lightning. And so uh, golfers and volunteers and sponsors were kind of very reticent, of course, getting out in the weather like that. So what happened was, you know, uh, you could make a decision ahead of time and say, you know, I'm going to better safe than sorry move the date and change the contract. And there's a lot of elements to that. Um, but, or you could show up the day of and see what happens. And so there were kind of two different camps of people that wanted to go with that plan or the other. Um, and then there was a backup plan, just move the celebration inside, but then that would leave all the golfers out, you know, they want to golf. So uh, we decided to move it. The course, like I said, was really, really, uh, you know, nice and and worked with us no extra cost uh rescheduled it for april the 4th so we're, we're really grateful it seems like even though we had to pivot it's just probably the nature of the beast when you're playing golf you know and you're dealing with the outside uh weather and, and different elements like that and just want to make sure we have a great first experience out of the out of the gate and into um raising money to help families 
Well, it was funny. You called me to ask uh, my advice. And you're like, what do you think I should do? The weather forecast is 100% chance of rain. And I was like, well, actually, Stacy, I'm not the guy you want to ask because I have actually played golf in a tropical depression before. So rain does not deter me from playing golf. So I'm not the guy to ask. But my advice to you was, hey, listen, you know, that's your first time doing this event. You really don't want to have the weather ruin it. Uh, my advice was to go ahead and reschedule it. And I'm so glad you did. Uh, now, as far as like, you know, whole sponsors and, and, and you obviously had some food and that sort of thing. Uh, how did logistically, how did that work out? So I've been on the phone a lot, of course, with everyone. And so far, all the sponsors, uh, most of the golfers and all the volunteers are just changing to be with us on the fourth. Um, there was absolutely all kinds of community positivity. So I, I don't have any issues with that. Um, if I had not made the call on Friday, um, there was a high possibility that we would have had to pay for everyone's food twice. You know, we would have had to pay for the food that was for this weekend as well as for the, the rescheduled date. So uh, we were able to uh, make the decision, uh, get a quorum on that. And, and uh, you know, we want the, the funds that we raise to get into the hands of the kids and the parents and, and help, to, you know, solve their problems their problems and, and, or at least contribute to keeping them equipped, empowered, and encouraged. And with Mother's Day right around the corner, our eyes are certainly upon the single moms that are in our population and helping them celebrate Mother's Day. So I, I'm telling you, Daryl, it was uh, Club Corp really did us well. They, they did the right uh, thing and, and are really working with us. Well, and the good news is if you're listening to the show and you're not familiar with the golf tournament that's been in the works, uh, you can still sign up. You can still play. So right. if somebody if somebody does want it to join in, uh, what's the process? You just go to singleparentadvocate.org. There's an events tab up at the very top. And if you click on it, it'll it'll take you straight to our golf page where you can sign up. You can sponsor or uh, donate raffle prizes or come play golf miles for miles in the morning here at K-Love Radio in Dallas, Fort Worth area. So Odyssey Radio's in the house. The mayor is coming to uh, greet everybody. Uh, we have an incredible hole-in-one contest. So many sports tickets and silent auction items. And we've got a closest to the pin set of prizes. Kendra Scott's going to be there for the ladies in the house, it's just really going to be an incredible day. They didn't so, take the car back, did they? They did not. Okay. Even the car, the hole-in-one contest, you can win a Jeep from Huffines Auto Dealerships. So it's it's on. We're going to have a tournament. Awesome. I'm so glad. And like I said, you know, if it, if it had been ruined by the weather, that would have been everybody's takeaway was that it got ruined by the weather. So at least now you, you still get to have the event. Uh, so we're, we're going to talk a lot about uh, national single parent day, which is today, March 21st, but uh, I've got a little bit of housekeeping to do myself. You know, you and I've talked about my personal journey uh, a lot over the last six months. And that is uh, going from being a single dad working uh, a full-time job, uh, reporting and doing uh, news radio and having a second job doing freelance reporting to losing my full-time job and only having the freelance gig. And uh, I, it took me six months 
to find a job. But not only uh, can I report that I have found a job, I found the job that I wanted more than any other job that I've had a look at in the last six months. So today was, to, what's that? You've been just really, really so uh positive through this whole experience like I you know get to talk to you in between shows you know and I your tenacity and your positive attitude and just really sticking to your job search I mean I know there's so many families and parents out there and maybe even some teenagers or college students that are part of single parent families you know they are out there doing the same thing, but maybe sometimes, you know, you feel a little down or you feel like it's too hard or there's not a place for you or, you know, I just, I'm saying you you have just really stayed after it. You've been very tenacious and resilient and I just can't wait for you to tell everybody more about it. Well, so, so my situation is this, I got, I got laid off on September 23rd of last year. And my effective date was October 1st. So they're like, we'll pay you through the end of the month, but then you're, you know, then you're, then you're, uh, you're, you're laid off. I was given a, a generous severance package by my, my previous employer. They gave me five months severance. So I had time to, to sort things out, but uh, I'm the kind of person of, I, I like to strike when the iron's hot. So that day that I got laid off on September 23rd, I went home and immediately started applying for jobs. Uh, and the first job that I applied for was with Orange County government here in Orlando, where I live. And the job uh, was for a public relations and outreach specialist, which is if you're in the media business, if you're in the news business, it's a PIO job, public information officer. Uh, you're, you're essentially the spokesperson for the government. And this job was with the public works department, which where I live in Orange County, public works basically covers road construction, drainage projects, uh, pedestrian safety, traffic signals, stuff like that. And I just felt like with my experience, having been a traffic reporter for so many years and having report, reported and covered so many transportation related stories here in Central Florida, I felt like that job was a good fit for me. So of all the jobs that I've had a look at and that I've interviewed for and that I've applied for, that was the job that I wanted more than anything. Well, uh, any of you who've ever worked in government, you probably know, as I am learning, nothing happens quickly. So, right. so I applied for the job in September. Uh, I actually uh, did my first interview during the first week of November. And I can remember in the interview, the hiring manager said, I know it's November, but this job probably won't start till the beginning of the year. Uh, the onboarding process takes, you know, at least a month. So, you know, even though we're talking now, just understand that this, you know, this isn't going to happen quickly. So, and I can remember, Stacy, walking out of that interview and repeating a phrase to myself that I've heard hundreds of times growing up in a church school, and that is, God's timing is perfect. And I just said to myself, you know, I've got this five-month severance. It's going to take a little while for this job, even if I get the job, because I didn't get the job immediately. Um, I kept saying to myself, you know, I'm, I'm going to be okay in this process because I've got money. And, and if I do get this job that I want, it won't be till the first of the year. So and now as I'm, as I'm waiting to hear back, you know, you have to continue to apply for jobs. So I'm applying for other 
public relations jobs, communications jobs, sales jobs. I mean, I, I interviewed for sales jobs, selling roof jobs, selling life insurance, selling uh, uh, radio and television advertising. Uh, you know, you name it, I had to look at that job. And I wasn't getting offers, wasn't getting traction. I'd, I'd get really close, you know, get two I interviews. And, and I remember. There, there was there was a, a, a media sales job that I that I went through two interviews and they're like, great, we're going to hook you up with the with the regional president. And then and it just it didn't work. And they go, well, you know, you don't have sales experience, so we're not going to. Well, you knew that going in. You know what I mean? Like, that's not, you know. So uh, and when you're and when you're going through this process and you're just getting rejection letters, it's really hard to stay motivated. It's really hard to continue to apply for jobs that you're not getting. But, uh, you know, I, I never lost faith. I did a lot of praying, I'll tell you that. And I just kept at it and I stuck with it. And as I was applying for and interviewing for these other jobs, I would reach out every two or three weeks to the hiring manager at Orange County and say, hey, I still want the job. And the story I was being told was, well, your application's still under consideration. That was all they would tell me. Your, your application <laughs> is still under consideration. So we got towards the, you know, after the start of the year, it's January, I'm really starting to get nervous. So uh, I said, okay, I'll, I'll look at piecing together, you know, multiple jobs and, and see how that works. So I reached out to some of my contacts in the media and in radio and in news. And I actually, for a couple of months, went back and did a job that I did 10 years ago and that was as a, a breaking news helicopter videographer. So I was a, a TV news cameraman for a couple of months. Uh, and, and, you know, that's a fun gig. Don't get me wrong. I would, I would put that right up there with some of the most exciting jobs I've ever had in my life. But, uh, you know, for $16 an hour working 30 hours a week, it's not going to, it's not going to meet my needs. So it was, right. a, it was a banding, you know? Uh, but, but all the while I just, I, I stuck with it and I would reach out to orange County. And then in February, all of a sudden they, Hey, okay, we want to bring you in for a second interview. And at this point, I'm thinking to myself, you are only doing this to humor me because I've been hounding you for months. And <laughs> you're going to bring me in. You're going to give me this sham interview. It's not going to go anywhere, but you got to go through the motions. You got to, you got to, you got to give it your best effort. So I went into that interview. I went in with notes. I came in with ideas. I came in with suggestions, talked about specific programs, what I would like to do with this, what I would like to do with that. And uh, sure enough, on Valentine's Day, I got the call from Human Resources at Orange County and they offered me the job and I accepted it. And sure enough, you know, government doesn't happen. It took me five weeks to complete the onboarding process, get the background check back and all that stuff. And I, and I started the job today. Wow. Congratulations, Daryl. You know, like I said, stick to it, stay after it. And you brought up something just now about that whole journey about finding a job or a job transition. And it's remembering, don't forget about God and his timing and our faith and keeping the faith. Because I think that it's challenging, you know, finding the right fit. Also going like you did, you had to go through this process and trusting the process is it's hard. Well, and I, honestly, Stacy, if I had a dollar for every time I stared up at the sky and prayed and said, God, please deliver me from this situation, I'd still be on vacation. But right. You know, 
you, you, you just, you know, I got two little girls that need me and I, I can't give up. You know what I mean? So I, right. I, I did what I had to do and God provided me with what I needed. And I'm, and I'm so grateful that, that he gave me the opportunity and I had fun in the helicopter for, for two months. I mean, that's a, that's a fun gig, man. I like that job, but you know, my advice to you folks is, is whatever your situation is, if you are faced with adversity, uh, you know, whatever your, whatever your faith is, whatever your, whatever your belief system is, you know, you just stick with that belief system and you continue to pray and you continue to do the things that you need to do and it will pay off. And it did for me. And that can apply to a job search and other things in life too. You know, just staying with it, keeping the faith and, um, you know, making sure that you're doing um, you know, all of the things you can, but also trusting the process because there usually is a process, right? Well, and it's been really hard for me because, you know, I, for the last 15 years, I've had a full-time job and, and multiple part-time jobs, or at one time I had four different gigs. Like I'm not a, I'm not a work 40 hours a day or 40 hours a week kind of person. I'm usually working 60 plus. So for me to only have my freelance reporting job it was, it was really hard. It was, it was difficult to, to have that kind of free time on your hand. And the worst part is Stacy, it wasn't even like a vacation because the whole time I was unemployed, I was looking for a job. So I was stressed out about not having a job. So it's like, I didn't even get to, I didn't even get to spend any time on the beach as they say. Oh yeah. It absolutely messes with your self-worth and your sense of security, mental. We talk a lot on the show about mental wellness and that was our last, in fact, that was our last episode was about how, you know, maybe sometimes you need counseling through all of this stuff. And, you know, what if counseling isn't really working for you? What are some alternatives? And it, you know, was, I, it was an incredibly humbling experience because, you know, having spent 15 years in radio, I've got I've got associated press awards for being the best reporter in the state of Florida, which, as far as I'm concerned, puts me among the best radio reporters in the country. And it's amazing how outside of radio, most people don't care about what level of success you may have had in an industry like radio, because it's such a niche industry. But, uh, you know, despite the constant blows to my self-esteem, I, I, you know, I, I, I say I willed that job to happen. So, you know, I, I started today and I'm so excited and it's a new phase of my career. And it's something that even though I've been talking about transportation stories and, and, and road construction projects for the last 15 years, you know, this is very different from what I have done in my career so far. And I'm so grateful that I was given this opportunity and I'm going to make the most of it. But, uh, you know, you, you've talked to me outside of the show many times in the last six months. It has not been easy. It has not. And I'm just, you know, Round of applause, Daryl. Round of applause. Seriously. I know everybody's going to be so happy to hear about this great news, but also your feedback about the journey and how, you know, you had to stick to it, trust the process, keep faith and, um, you know, all of the pieces that went into it. And at the end of the, it was the perfect timing and the perfect fit and it all worked out. And so we just have to remember, don't quit. Well, I'm quit trying. People, you know, when people question your faith, and I've had people question my faith, faith, and the 
the most obvious example that I can relate to as far as my faith in Jesus Christ and and when it was made real for me was when my father passed away. I can remember being at the funeral and everybody had left the room and it was just me and my dad in there and I was crying. And I can remember praying to God and saying, God, please give me peace. Just give me peace about all this. And it was like, I could feel the burden being lifted off my shoulders. And, and I, and I felt that peace. I can remember in, in December, Stacy, have, you know, praying and having a moment where I was like, God, give me peace about this. Get like the anxiety is, is it's almost overwhelming. Please Mm -hmm. give me peace, you know, about my situation. And that was the last time I got really, really stressed out about it. And, you know, as we obviously know, I didn't start working for another three months. So I've had some time, um, you know, and, and for me that, that, I mean, not that I would ever question my faith, but that makes it real. Oh yeah, that's a that's a palpable experience that can reaffirm your faith. Absolutely. I mean, you think about losing your your ability to to care for yourself and your kids. I mean, that's that's huge, especially when you're a single parent household. Oh yeah, absolutely. You're you know, I mean, and if I don't get me wrong, if I didn't have that severance package, I would have been waiting tables months ago. I would have been delivering you know, for Uber Eats or, or donating blood plasma or doing whatever I had or to all do. Of them. All of them. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, you know, I would, the gig economy exists for a reason. I would have been back in it. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so grateful that I've been given this opportunity and I'm really excited about the future, but enough about me. Let's talk about national single parent day. Absolutely. And it's our day. It's our day. It's your day. It's Woo-hoo! my day as single parents. This is our day. You know, we Everybody have a day. Has, there's national cheesecake day. There's national root beer day. There's, you know, St. Patrick's day, all these other, this is just for us single parents. Can you tell us, I know we talked about this last year. Can you tell us again, where national single parent day came from? What's the history behind this holiday? Absolutely. So there was an organization and I do believe they still exist. It's called Parents Without Partners. Uh, They're not in every city in the United States, but they have, uh, you know, multiple locations around the country. Um, Basically, Parents Without Partners was established on March 21st, 1957. And so it's the birthday of Parents Without Partners partners. And so uh, in 1984, Ronald Reagan, President Ronald Reagan uh, had a proclamation that, you know, was signed by him that said on this day, you know, March 21st, we will declare this National Single Parents Day. And so, um, you know, it's interesting because uh, I don't know how many people really think about this, but because single parents often feel so isolated, they're very, very uh, significant part of the United States total population. Like we have the highest rate in the whole wide world for people raising their children alone. I think that uh, 25% in all of the US, 25% of children are being raised in a single parent home. And so uh, it's it's a very significant population. So if you're feeling alone out there, please, please hear us. You're not alone. There are one in three kids, even in North Texas or Texas, being raised by a single parent. 
And not all of those um, statistics are things that we dwell on, right? You know, because we don't want to be a statistic. But um, it's important to understand that uh, we're not alone. Right? There's there's one in one in four people in America uh, are growing up in a single parent household. And that's what the show's all about is, is, you know, uh, to a way to provide support to our single parents. Um, now, if we, if we want to do something special with this day, you actually found some different ways that we can celebrate national single parent day. What are some of those suggestions? Well, I've written about it in the past, you know, of course, um, there's a lot of different ways that I thought of. Um, I, of course, thought about going out to dinner. I love to go out to dinner. Um, you know, in 2020 and 2021, when I kind of wrote about all of this stuff, we were in COVID. And so we couldn't necessarily get out of the house and go to dinner, right? But certainly finding, a, a cooking a nice meal, having a dinner, making a cake, you know, making a moment of it, whatever that means to you and, and your family. And, and not really only that, but possibly I like the idea of writing a note to our kids because our kids are a very part, big part of the single parent journey as well. And so, you know, including them in the day as well, you know, because they are, uh, you know, a lot of times uh, they don't get to do things or they have to do other things. And so applauding them and making them a part of the day is really really important. And then I also talk about, you know, setting aside some time for yourself, a little extra time, you know, whether you want to go and uh, get a massage or, you know, sit in a hot tub or go for a, you know, extra walk. I love to dance, you know, uh, whatever you love to do that you feel like you haven't done in a while, or if you need a little rest, trying to carve that out, right? But one of my favorite things is, you know, get together with other single parents. You know, there are so many of us out there and we're so busy and we get to going, 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 going and to take time with one another as single parent families is almost like putting tight shoes on with a shoehorn to figure out the right time, the right place, the right you know, meal or the right activity. It's, it's like aligning the stars, right? But getting together with other single parent families, you know, are things that we can do as single parents. But, uh, you know, there's also things people can do for single parents on single parent day, sending them recognition, giving them a high five, taking them, if you have a single mom or dad in your life, taking them a meal or flowers. It's it's like our version of Mother's Day um, or Father's Day, right? Except we're just the everything parent. It's like an everything bagel. Well, you're going to love this. You you talked about, you suggested going and getting a massage. The girls and I went and got pedicures over the weekend. Oh, that's a great idea. We got daddy-daughter petties. <laughs> See, that's a great way to do, to, you know, do something, make it a moment. You know, I believe we make moments. We make moments matter. And, uh, you know, we want to make a moment out of this, right? You know, this special day. And, you know, like today, we were going to be at the golf course. We were going to make this day a moment to raise funds and awareness for single parents and their kids. And, uh, you know, here we are. You know, I would have been telling you all about the golf tournament today. 
but we're not there. <laughs> and so we're going to have to record this today and then distribute it later, but it's still all good. You could do it on the weekend, but, you know, just try to do something for yourself. Try to honor, you know, your kids. And then for those folks out there who know a single mom or dad, or sometimes it's a single grandparent raising their kids alone, uh, you know, give them give them some recognition and pat on the back because it really is um, valued and needed. Well, in in uh, in my my web searching for different things to talk about with respect to National Single Parent Day, I ran across the National Single Parent Day USA Facebook page. Oh, do uh, tell, Daryl. Well, and one of the one of the posts on the page talks about the importance of being there for your kids. And it lists different ways that you can be there for your kids. And it's got these great clips of parents, you know, supporting their kids in different ways. But you can show support. You can show encouragement. You can cheer them on. You can teach them, guide them, show them the right way, help to build their confidence, which is something we're working on uh, in my house with my daughter because she, my oldest daughter, Elise, God bless her, um, she's got some self-esteem issues. So I wrote an affirmation. I have, I've probably talked about this before. I have a giant whiteboard, uh, in my kitchen that we put up different notes for the week and that sort of thing. And I wrote an affirmation up there for her. And it says, I am dot, dot, dot. And it says, I am strong, smart, competent, capable, and confident. Where's kind. I'm, I'm, raising, I'm raising killer be, be killed kids. There's no, there's, there's no time. I'm trying to there's raise, no. I, I want confidence, not kindness. Not really. Well, you be, can kill them with kindness. We did. I've talked about that too. She had a kid. She had a kid at the spring break camp that she didn't like. And I talked to her about killing that kid with kindness. I was like, you don't like Campbell. You kill her with kindness. You can either ignore her or you can just be so nice to her that all she does is get irritated with you and she'll leave you alone. But anyway, uh, you know, building their confidence. I mean, that's one of the most important things we can do for a kid. And when a kid goes through divorce, Mike, if you ask my eight-year-old right now, she still thinks the divorce is her fault. She can't really articulate how it's her fault, but she still believes in her heart that this is her fault. So for me, that's one thing that we have really been working hard on in my house. And that is raising Elise's self-confidence. You've met you Claire. Go. That yep. kid has confidence in spades. That kid doesn't need help raising her confidence. Elise is a different story. So I've created an affirmation for her and she repeats it every morning. It's, I am strong. I am smart. I'm confident. Oh, wait, I am, I am strong. I am smart. I am competent. I am capable and I'm confident. Oh yes. I love it. I just want, I, I just, I just really think that's great. And I'm glad to hear that you got your toes done and that you have the board going. And, you know, if we as single parents would only say those things to ourselves, right? Well, it's, you know? it's like, it's like when you're, it, you know, the other thing you could do is when you're, when you're congratulating or you're putting praise upon your kid, you know, instead of saying, I'm proud of you. Now the thing you say is you should be proud of yourself. You know what I mean? So that right. they so that they learn their own self-worth rather than assigning it to other people. And and thankfully, Elise has gotten that message now. And when she does something, she goes, I'm proud of myself. And I was, well, you should be, honey. You did a great job with that. Oh, yeah. You know, there's some famous single parent uh, pe people that, uh, you know, I think Adele grew up in a single parent household. Uh, Julia Roberts 
grew up in a single parent household I'm reading. Isn't that interesting? And look at how look at how uh, determined and successful you know they have been with their careers. Um, and you know, I think that you know parents like you who are are really present and showing these skills and and sharing all that they have raise children that are going to have that skill set both educationally and the soft skills emotionally to succeed. Well, applause, applause again, Daryl. I, I want my I want my girls to be strong and resilient, you know, and and throughout this whole uh underemployed process, we'll call it, because I mean I I've been working, I just haven't had a full-time gig. Um, you know, I have have tried to reaffirm for my kids a lot that, you know, God is going to give you difficult circumstances. God is going to challenge you. God is going to give you adversity. And your course in life is determined by how you handle the adversity. And I know that Elise gets it because she even said it back to me. Um, you know, we've talked about this the way we split the kids up every now and then. And my, my ex-wife takes one kid and I take the other kid. So Elise and I went out for a nice dinner and she actually you know, without me prompting her, reiterated that message to me about dealing with adversity and, and getting back up when life knocks you down and, and, you know, making the best of a bad situation. And, you know, as a dad, that was about one of the most rewarding moments I think I've experienced as a parent, because for me, it was like, wow, she gets it. It you sunk know? in. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, all that work that single parents do, and of course, you know, you do, it happens over time, you know, that we give our kids, you know, the wisdoms that we're, we're learning. You know, I always love it when single parents um, and their families share words of wisdom. It's a big, a big thing uh, in our culture here in Dallas that we take, you know, the most popular Facebook posts from our social media or, most popular uh, word of wisdom that was written here locally at an event. And we put it on the back of our t-shirts and we wear it for a full year. And uh, this year's quote is really, really cute. I can't wait to publish it. I was going to publish it today, but now I can't release it. I have to wait until the fourth, but everybody will see it and we'll have those t-shirts available. And um, it's going to be awesome. Last, last year is faith over fear. Um, and so I just have to say hats off to all the single moms and dads and kids out there in single parent households. And I just, um, I'm glad today's our day and I want us all to celebrate it, even if it's not on the day of, like you so, you know, eloquently said earlier, Daryl, you know, it, we could, we might have to move the date, but it's still an occasion to celebrate. It's still our day. Yes. Happy Absolutely. National Single Parent Day, Stacy. Happy National Single Parent Day. Well, I so, think that's all that's all I've got for this week. I mean, what else you got? That's it. I'm just going to be going uh forward planning uh more more golf and uh of course we're going to be having another show coming up next next couple of weeks, so we want everybody to tune in with that and uh just, you know, like I said, remember when in 
three kids in Texas, one in four are being raised by a single parent. Single parents make up a huge part of the American population. And my friends, you are not alone. We applaud you today. And if you want to play in the golf tournament, singleparentadvocate.org, there are still plenty of spaces available. Yeah, well, not, I mean, not tons, but we, we could probably take on three foursomes, I think, Daryl. Okay. And I have a famous quote. Hang on. There's all these quotes online. Um, it says, uh, this is from Arsenio Hall. I knew going in that being a single parent would be one of the toughest jobs I'd ever had. I'd been in a talk show host, an actor, a comic, and on and on. But this gig was going to be my defining moment. So here's to all of you out there and to your defining moments. You are all superheroes, and we believe in you. See you next week. Thanks.